This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Focus, thank you for checking us out. You can get us at hardlyfocus.com on your favorite podcast app. We are on YouTube and just search all those fine places for Hardly Focused tonight. Uh, Chris Froment joins the show. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. It was a spectacular time. Uh, it's been a, it's been a while. I don't think I've seen you since last April of 2022. Has it really already been a year? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it has been Dang. because you were uh, before that we saw each other maybe like a few weeks prior when uh, Adam Clegg was here to uh, oh, promote, right, yeah. promote an upcoming uh, Chase the Past show. And then that show pretty much devolved into Adam and I talking Adam and I talking about music for uh, two hours. Well, you were just happy to be here. <laughs> I was just happy to be on the couch. <laughs> I like the chili peppers. <laughs> They're I red hot. <laughs> you know, uh, that is a song that they perform, but it's a cover. Uh, I think that it was on their first album. There's a song called They're Red Hot. Oh, of course there is. And they, they perform at their shows. I mean, I'm blanking on who does it, who the, who the original artist uh, is or was. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you were saying that in all sincerity or if you were just joking. But Just because they're the red hot chili peppers. So I was like... I mean, you guys all had these like like you you heard of these band they got four whole followers and I'm three of them and I'm over here like yeah I know music <laughs> that is me that is something I say that is something <laughs> I do um well I'm happy you're here it has truly been uh it's truly been a while uh sure has and of, sure has and of all I've been keeping busy but yeah what have you been uh what have you been doing have you been hiking uh yeah yeah hiking I uh, just got back from Maine last week. It'll be the last trip before, uh, yeah, <laughs> future plans in- incur. Sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the usual stuff. Now, I'm not you- getting out nearly as much as I am. I've gained some weight. I'm a little fat now. <laughs> I'm a little fat. I get that. <laughs> That's a, uh, I'm quoting a sound drop, by the way. Do you, do you have the sound drop? If you don't have the sound drop, Where is right. it? Where is it? You so fat, you jumped in the air and you got stuck. It's not that. It's a, it's this one. Yeah, I'm a little fat. I get that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, did, now, did you go out with a bang when you were up in Maine, when you went hiking? Uh, tried to. Okay. Tried to. Uh, actually, so this past week in Maine was just snowboarding. We, we didn't even try hiking. Tried cross-country skiing for the first time. Harder than it looks. Um, not that hard, but pretty hard. I have absolutely no skill, no coordination whatsoever. So I've never, I've tried going snowboarding and that was just embarrassing. Oh. So um, now you've never done this before. You never cross country skied before. So did you, did you at least start off with like bunny slopes or whatever they're called? Uh, well, I mean, cross country is exactly that. It's more like level ground than anything, but we went down to the Moosehead Lake, which is nice and frozen over in Maine. Okay. And uh, it was really icy. And uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what apparatus you're wearing short of crampons, you'll slip and you'll slip a lot. Did you hurt yourself? 
Yeah, I hurt my knee a little bit. Oof. But the real the real kicker was when I was snowboarding uh, because I was trying to go. I went down this expert slope because I love snowboarding and I was doing really good and it was awesome. And then I got out of the Salam area, which is like through the tree. I basically went through the trees and um, this is up in and way up north in Maine. So they have actual natural snow. This isn't like your man-made crap. So it's super deep, super light, powdery, awesome. Um, but if other people haven't gone through it or it hasn't been groomed, it makes it really hard. So I see this one guy's ski tracks. He's going across, uh, you know, the, the snow where it looks like it's a shadowy area and there's a bunch of like, uh, like bushes just like shooting up through the snow. And I tried to go through and I sunk up to my waist oh, Jesus. <laughs> and got stuck in the middle of it. And then was like wiggling and struggling and trying to get free. And I was like, ah, I'm, I'm I, this is not working out. So I had to pack the snow around me just to lift myself up. Oh my God. And of course I'm within sight of the ski lift and this kid who had literally asked me if I was able to do a backflip the last time I went through because he was so <laughs> impressed with me is literally now laughing at me from the ski slope. He's like, look at her, he's all falling down. You know, he's literally like both him and his friend are laughing at me. I was like, you suck kids. I hate you. And then I got up and my boot was broken. Oh. So I couldn't even strap it back. So I Damn. couldn't strap it back into the snowboard properly. So I'm literally like going down on one knee with a twisted <laughs> leg. And they're laughing at that too. Goes, don't put on your boot. I'm like, I can't put on my boot. It's broken. You should have taken your broken boot and thrown it at him. I wish I had. I really do. Youths. <laughs> Knock them right off the ski lift. Yeah, these kids must have been like 11 years old. I was like, I will take you out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just run under the kid. Could you at least reach them? You know, yank them oh off. Gosh, they're way up there. Ah, damn. They got yelled at later on, though, by the ski lift attendant who straight up was like, you're going to because they didn't put the like safety bar down. And they were like in front of us. And I, I heard the dude behind us being like, put the bar down. Oh, God. And he got, got on the walkie talkie. So by the time they got to the top, the dudes literally they stopped the lift. And like went over to the kid. I was like, you are going to fucking fall and you're going to fucking break your fucking legs. We don't want that here. Put the fucking bar down every single time. And I'm like, I'm just sitting like, dude, this guy's laying into these kids. But I get it. It's safety. And they didn't. I didn't see their parents anywhere around. So these kids are just running amok. And uh, and afterwards, they're like, we cool? <laughs> That's like, you. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Oh, the kids oh, are like, okay. are we cool? Are we cool? Okay. Like, all right. And they just like kept the lift going after that. The kids like shut up real fast. <laughs> God, it is so funny to, like to hear that and think about that because when you and I were that age, mm-hmm. when we were teenagers, I mean, we were just as bad, just the shit that we were doing. There was no roof we weren't cl- willing to climb on. There was no roof we weren't willing to climb on. There was uh, no uh shopping cart too small for us to fill with <laughs> dead grass and then light a blaze and then push it down a oh hill into gosh. a supermarket parking lot <laughs> yeah there was uh yeah it's just the the way you were describing this whole ordeal is just taking me back i'm like dude this was us oh it definitely was i couldn't <laughs> hate on them too much like i was like this is exactly how much of a shithead we were 100 percent. This is exactly how things used to be <laughs> That's so crazy. Now you're the age where you're shaking your fist and <laughs> get off <laughs> my man lawn. yells at cloud. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I got to get now. I have like a, a plastic lawn chair that just sits out on my porch. And I do like during the summer, I'll sit out there and I'll just like I'll read. That's not true. I, I mean, I'm reading now. I'm trying to read. That's my New Year's resolution for, nice. for the year is to, to read more. 
Um, That's funny. I actually have the same exact resolution. And you know where I found the most time not to dis not to derail you. I found the most time to read in the morning when I poop. I mean, is there any no better shame. time? No. But normally I was like, you know, browse Reddit or some crap like that. Now it's like put the phone away. I got a little bookshelf in my bathroom and I pick a book and I just get a few pages done. And it has been fantastic. I've already read like three books since the new year. And how long do you usually spend on the toilet each morning? Um, long enough for my legs to go numb. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're going to get hemorrhoids. That's how you get hemorrhoids. <laughs> I'm not pushing the whole time. I'm you just casually need to push. sitting. You don't even need to push. You just sit on the bowl. You sit on the bowl long enough and you can develop hemorrhoids. It's possible. No, I, I can't claim it's more than uh, 20 minutes of time, I would say. But okay. occasionally, it depends on what I'm reading. I have gotten to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late for work. <laughs> like. Now, is this a New Year's resolution that you, you do every year where you say, I'm going to start reading more, and then it doesn't actually end up happening? No, I just, uh, it was this year specifically, and I was like, I think, you know, I'm feeling it. Like, I used to read a lot more, and I, like, I realized, I was like, I haven't read, like, a full book in, like, a year and a half, two years, and, like, I, it was, like, a single book, and it's like, that's not how I used to be. I used to, like, down those things. Like, it was always something to read, but. I I think I'm averaging, maybe, if I'm. Like, if I'm good about it, one book per year. And I really want to change that. Um, last year, I think I read, the only book I read was Anthony Cumia's autobiography. Nice. Uh, I just, I mean, I've got undiagnosed ADD. I just, I can't pay attention. Um, what I was getting at, too, is I want to replace the lawn chair that I have on my on my front porch with a, uh, a, a rocking chair. So Ooh. I can just rock back and forth. And when people walk by, you know, with their dogs or when kids go by on their bicycles or whatever, I can just, uh, as I watch them, I can just go, (laughs) (laughs) oh, there's old man Gil. (laughs) Don't mind him. He's got a few screws loose. (laughs) Stuck in one of them time loops like that darn Darko fella. Don't make eye contact with him now. He's been known to chase the kids down the road. <laughs> if I only had more cats, then I'd be like uh, Mrs. Abernathy <laughs> on The Simpsons. Just throwing cats at people. I just pick up Cooper and I just hawk him across the lawn. <laughs> if you search hard enough in the uh, woods near your house, you could probably find a couple stray cats. Uh, if I search in the woods near my house, I'm sure I could find a lot of shit, uh, including homeless people. And uh, Can you throw homeless people? It's just throwing hobos. <laughs> hey, you said you'd give me a bath if I did this for you. <laughs> All right, come over back. I'll give you the garden hose. See, it makes more sense to throw children at hobos, but here I am throwing hobos at children. Well, you got to use what resources you have, right? right. And, and hobos are a plentiful resource in your area. They're, uh, I, the summer, when it gets warm out, I mean, at least they keep them themselves. But yeah, I've, I've definitely found some tense settlements in the woods when it gets warm. Uh, they get chased out, though. I'd say that the, uh, the old police department around here, you bring to their attention, and within a day, the, uh, the tent settlement is gone. So I, just, I feel like if I was homeless, I wouldn't live in a city. Like, I'd go far enough out where you wouldn't get bothered. Like, like these guys are, like, in an inner city park. It's, like, I'd be, like, camping in Central Park. Like, <laughs> dude, there's, uh, what? last time I was in Los Angeles and I, I went downtown and I went through Skid Row, which is, like, you know, one of the most notorious, like, homeless encampments 
And it was called, I mean, that's where the band got their name. It was called Skid Row for a reason. But Skid Row, I think, only encompassed maybe like a block or two. And now it's like its own district in the city. The homeless problem down there is so bad. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's warm enough there most of the time, right? So even in San Diego, too. Yeah, it's warm. It's, I mean, the, the weather's perfect. If it, it's perfect to be homeless living down there, I, w- I would do it if I uh, wanted to upend my life and live among the transients, then I go out west and do it. Aren't there people that also like works, you know, they're software engineers for Google? But like, you know, because the cost of living is so high, it's just cheaper for them to get an RV and just kind of like bum through. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I can't afford a home. I only make 180K a year or something like that, right? I twice now I have uh, spent the night like just outside of San Francisco, like just in the bear, the Bay Area, you know, where the tech capital world around Silicon Valley and. It is like it's nothing special out there. It really isn't. It's it's. I question why the cost of living out there is as high as it is because, and like the real estate is is as expensive as it is because it's like, it's like Worcester, it's Worcester, Massachusetts. It really is really no better, and the people out there are no no saner. So, uh, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It- yeah, <laughs> haven't been out there enough to really to really uh, understand it, I guess. But it seems to me that the tech companies really uh, turn that place up on its head. I mean, uh, have you been out there, period? No, actually. The okay. farthest west I have been is Texas. Okay. No, that's funny. Enough, I've, yeah. I've never been to Texas. I'd like to see Texas. It's pretty flat. Uh, that's why I've heard. <laughs> you know, saw a decent amount of zebras, of all things. Didn't expect zebras, but there they were. Like wild zebras? No, no, no. In ranch land. Okay. <laughs> Although they may as well be wild enough because some of these ranches are like, basically they, they just go with the curvature of the earth. I thought the earth was flat. Uh, I mean, it's... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. It'd be flat. Maybe it is. It's not. <laughs> I love reading stories about like people who work at airports and they're like, I worked with this guy, uh, you know, we we worked on the tarmac together and he's a flat earther. I'm like, oh, I'm like, bro, you work at the airport. <laughs> you can just get into a plane and pretty much see it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. My, so I, you, you went to Maine, you were in the mountains. I actually did something similar last week. I was in Vermont. Oh, nice. In, um, near Manchester. Um, for a, a work thing. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, one of those, um, you know, once a year, twice a year retreats, they call it. Oh, uh, yes. The infamous retreat. But they're fun. You know, I don't have to work for three days. Right. Um, it's, it's, um, it's nice. Are they actually paying you for it? Yeah. All right. right then. And it's nice. Whatever. Yeah. It's nice to see all my coworkers. It's nice to schmooze with the upper management. But, um, mm. Now I could have gone, uh, I you know skiing, snowboarding. It was a mountain resort, right? Nice. And uh, now I could have gone snowmobiling. I could have learned how to do that. I was tempted to try that last uh, week, but I didn't. Didn't end up renting one. Well, the problem. See, the problem is, is I, I'm sure you know what this is like, but I'm getting old. And uh, you mentioned hurting your knee 
when you yep. were snowboarding. Now, I, I swear to God, I did this by simply getting out of bed one morning. But I have done something to my back, my lower back, and it is still hurting to this day. And it's been probably two weeks now. Jeez. Yeah, it's not. It's it's like what I feel like it's getting better. And then I do something to exacerbate it. And I'm back at square one. Gotta do some yoga, dude. I just I'm just <laughs> like I I think it's just like bending over to pick things up. And at this point, I'm like if I need to pick something up, it's off the ground. I'm going to have to just like lie down on the ground to get it. You gotta do the curtsy like ladies in skirts do. Oh, I mean, like you bend with your knees and not with your back. I do that regularly. I'm the master of the curtsy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I hurt myself and then now I uh, I couldn't go snowmobiling. So instead, I spent the day. And I lo- this is what I love doing. Being a loner and not wanting to do uh, anything at all. And Instead, I spent the day just like exploring the area around me. I found a nice bookstore and nice. as I'm walking through it, I'm like, I don't read. Like, why am I in here? Was that the start of your New Year's resolution? Or? That was it, because then I ended up finding something and I got really engrossed in it. And now I did I did what like every, um, you know, uh, I guess snob wants to do is sit at a mountain resort, sit inside a mountain resort, a ski resort, in front of a fireplace on a couch, drinking cocoa and reading. I mean, that was literally me last week. That's, <laughs> and that's exactly that's a what, good life. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did. And it was wonderful. And it was like, I'm, and, and you know, I discovered, I think I know what it is that will help me retain focus while reading. And it's uh, thanks to the power of technology and Spotify putting on a lo-fi beats playlist on Spotify oh, yeah. and just getting lost in that while reading. That I literally cannot work during the day without lo-fi or or something quiet that's non-verbal in the background just playing. Like yeah. Spotify is like guaranteed playing all day when I'm at work. Yeah, see I like I put music on all day and I'll put on um Indie 617 which is a very good uh alternative rock station here in Boston online only plug plug but um i mean that's all just you know they're singers their lyrics their vocals right. so like i'm giving you know 50 percent of my attention to trying to find a new song that i like and then 50 percent of my attention to work and it should be probably more like you know 60 40 yeah absolutely absolutely and, and i found the exact same thing it's not that i don't you know listen to a ton of stuff that has lyrics but yeah you you get distracted you start listening to the lyrics more and it just engrosses you. I mean, trying to read and speak at the same time can be somewhat tricky. So, I mean, trying to like listen to what something saying, someone or something saying and read something has got to be damn near impossible. Right. Yeah. Once I start paying attention, it's all out the window. This and then you end up reading the same paragraph like six times and realize yeah. that you still haven't actually read the paragraph. That's when I give up on reading. When I find myself doing that, I just can't. Uh, once I don't have, when I lose that focus, I can't, um, I, that's when I give up on it. Truth be told. People are always like, oh, get into audiobooks too. And I'm like, I don't, that doesn't really solve the problem, you know? Right. Audiobooks only make sense if you have like a long, a consistently long drive to do. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of them are paid anyway, which is, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to have to like buy a new audiobook every time. 
Not saying that they're not worth paying for. I mean, you know, some of them, I mean, I can only imagine the dude that's got to sit there and read like a humongous book and get it right and remember everything and get all the enunciations. Yep. So uh, you were talking about children, rambunctious youth. And I saw something on Reddit about a restaurant in New Jersey that is enacting a policy and it goes into effect starting in March where children under the age of 10 are no longer allowed within the premises. Wow. Even a company really don't like crying babies, huh? Even accompanied with an adult. No, no children under 10. There's literally a minimum age requirement to get into this restaurant. I feel like 10 might even be a little young. Oh, maybe not, I guess. You really just don't want him like causing too much of a scene, I guess. I think at 10 years old, you're at the point where, yeah, you're still a kid, but it I I would argue that's an old enough to know better scenario where if right. you're 10 years old and you're acting like a little shit in a restaurant and you're making a mess, you're throwing food around, you're crawling under tables, like goddamn, dude, you're in double digits. Like what's wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, so the restaurant's called Nettie's House. Nettie's House of Spaghetti. House of Spaghetti. Interesting. Okay. You know, there's a res- I'm thinking this is like some really high scale restaurant. And then you mentioned spaghetti and I'm like, hmm. You know, there's a restaurant out. Uh, now I've seen them on the West Coast. I'm not sure how spread out they are, but it's called the Old Spaghetti Factory. That sounds pretty cool. And it is. Yeah, I, I've been there once. It's like, it's not really fancy, but. Uh, it, everything is a three course meal. Nice, and and you get a, a fuck ton of pasta. Whole That's lot. Of pasta. Good. It was like that reminds me of Jimmy C's in Martha's Vineyard, where they straight up just serve you in the pan. Oh my god, you're taking me back now. I was thinking about Martha's Vineyard. Um, what was I? Something came to mind about Martha's Vineyard. It's gonna drive me nuts because I was just thinking about, uh, you know, one one of the many summers that we spent out there. Back in our day. <laughs> Cue up the Wonder Years music. <laughs> Dude, I would totally rewatch the Wonder Years if they made it again. Like, remade it? Remade it. Dude. Not, okay, remade. Because you know that there is a Wonder Years series on. Television. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I watched the whole thing when I, when I was actually a kid. So, I mean. Yeah. But I think a remake could definitely be doable. I want a remake that's like, you know, not the 60s again. I want it to actually be like the 90s. Right. Like, but in the vein of the one, I mean, I guess like how many shows are out there that are like that, but I want it to be the wonder years. They're doing a lot of those. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, that 90s show, you know, not too long ago, but which by the way, in my opinion, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I found myself laughing like a stupid idiot at least once every episode. Nice. So I recommend it, but uh, I mean, it got renewed for a second season. So there's that. I mean, now that's what shocks me is because it's Netflix. And you know how Netflix has been with everything. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, you got about half a season. Eh, we'll chop you off now. Or not, Finish yeah, it up. Finish yeah. up to one season. We're done. Yeah. Or they just take their stuff off. Mm-hmm. They're taking off uh, Arrested Development. So get uh, take that in while you you have the opportunity. Uh, seasons one through three only. Oh, okay. Uh, seasons four and five, skip. Do not watch. Awful. Terrible. Save your time. <laughs> which, is, which is funny because the, the Netflix, like... Brought the show back from the dead to do seasons four and five, and it was awful. I never finished season five. It was so bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, Nettie's House of Spaghetti in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. 
recently, this is according to CBSNews.com, recently announced the new rule on Facebook and Instagram, acknowledging that the ban on young children was likely to upset some patrons while saying it needed to, quote, take control of the situation. And that rule being no kids under 10 allowed in the dining room. Um, what do you think is an acceptable age to bring a child to a restaurant? Well, again, age, I mean, there's more mature 10 year olds and there's less mature 10 year olds, but a lot of it comes down to how the parents raise them in the first place, you know, like, and what kind of restaurant they're going to, are we going to a Mickey D's play place? Then I think any age child is just fine. Do they still have play places? They do. Is that still a thing? I think they finally came back after COVID because uh, COVID, obviously, I mean, early on the pandemic, we were afraid about touching. Right. And that was, I mean, one of the first places to go. I mean, those places, uh, the the McPlay place, the uh, like Chuck E. Cheese, like all of those places. I mean, they they were uh, Petri dishes even before the pandemic. Yep. I mean, I've like def- you literally got to get on hands and knees to crawl through those tubes, and then you're going to go with your bare hands and eat pizza directly after that. And then you're going to jump in the ball pit, which may or may not have some like younger kids poop floating around or somewhere. I more than <laughs> once I I remember putting my foot in something in a ball pit, and like it it, it felt squishy, it felt viscous. <laughs> And oh my gosh! Literally saw a kid cry. when I was. Uh, I had one of my birthdays there. Year, obviously, you know, when we were kids, and uh, was going through the uh, the tubes and literally saw some kid take off his diaper and just like go streaking naked, like Tommy Pickle style, <laughs> through the tubes. God, and his get- mom was trying to like get in there to like get like no, Jimmy, come on, you gotta go, you gotta put on your diaper. And she couldn't get through the tube. Christ, that's <laughs> <laughs> she's like. She's like trying to recruit kids. Can you go get my child? And they're all just like, no, kids run around naked. Like, <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> I ain't going near that. I, want, I just want to watch this lady. Was she like a, was she a small lady or was she? No, no, she was a rotund lady. So oh, she God. literally could not fit into the tube. <laughs> She'd be like Homer Simpson when he gets stuck in the, in the fucking slide, the water slide. Yes. Like, he's like getting lifted out by a crane. <laughs> And he just looks exasperated, like exhausted, like like yep. he's he's out of breath, just being stuck in there. Uh, working at Chuck E. Cheese has to be just a nightmarish experience. I don't know how anyone can do it. I mean, they serve beer there. As they should. <laughs> have they always served beer there? I, I don't know if they always have, but I noticed it. Well, I haven't actually been in a Chuck E. Cheese since I was like 16. Okay. Um. Uh, and it was to like bring my little brother or my little sister, I think, actually. And uh, yeah, I just noticed I was like they have beer on the menu. You know, that's something you don't really care or pay attention to as a kid. But I was like, huh, like you can get beer here. I wouldn't have thought. I figured it was like pizza and sodas, like you know, and really, really overpriced stuffed animals. They had to like spend four hundred dollars worth of tickets to get. Now, can you go to Chuck E. Cheese and just get food? Yeah, I don't see why not, but. They won't let you in if you're if you are under 18 and don't have a kid. If you're under 18 and don't have a kid. Right. Okay. But if you're over, you have to either be 18 and even then they're probably going to look at you and be like, listen, you creep like, yeah, you just want the pizza. I want some pizza. Well, 
<laughs> I just want to play skee-ball. I just want to know where's the bus stop. <laughs> Dude, uh, me and my coworker quote that all the time now. That was uh, <laughs> that post was on Reddit today. It was I forget what subreddit it was, but it was um, it was that scene, and it was a whole discussion about it. And the general consensus was that scene uh, made everyone depressed. Yep. As uh, as it should. I was just trying to ask you where's the bus stop. Where's <laughs> the bus stop? <laughs> the voice actor for that, whoever it was, did a perfect job. They they might have may as well have been really crying, and it really just brings that moment. It's like I should be nice to people. <laughs> it's just like it's an immediate thing. It's like I should just be nicer to people. I, I think that would that's what we need to do. I laugh and ask where the bus stop is. I, I laugh maniacally at it now, but when I was oh, a course. lad, it, it broke my heart. <laughs> Someone brought up a really good point on Reddit too, is that uh, they never resolve that. Like Arnold never went back to find the guy. Nope. As you, I mean, some say to this day, he's still waddling down the street with his underwear just, and his butt hanging out. And Arnold just had to live with that for the rest of his life. It's like one of those, you can't take this back. It's been done. Yeah. You melted that man's clothing off with your karate. Melted. <laughs> Literally melted. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it was his grandma who taught him <laughs> karate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, goodness. Yeah. So uh, I would say, Yeah. I feel like 10 years old, like I said earlier, 10 years old, you're old enough to know better at that point. Right. Um, I also like, I can't tell you like what my like earliest restaurant experience was, but I do recall being, you know, quite little and uh, definitely getting disciplined and getting the stink eye and being pulled you know outside away from people because i was being a little shit for some reason because i was being a kid because I, being... I was gonna say you don't have a you don't have to have a reason when you're a kid it's just like how you exist yeah i was being a kid and uh i i, I recall my father like pulling me aside and being like we're not going back in until you grow the fuck up we will stand here for the next 12 years if we have to i don't remember i distinctly so I guess, again, with the age thing, it depends on what... If you're going to a fancy restaurant, yeah, you better be on your best behavior, right? Right. Uh, but if you're going to, like, Friendlies, like, it's a toss-up. Ex- and I distinctly remember going to the smoking section of Friendlies growing up, because that's how things were back then. Seeing the yellowed ceiling tiles and getting my gym dandy. Good times. Oh, my God. The, the smoking section. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that was in every restaurant. It was so fun. Smoking or non-smoking. And, of course, my parents being smokers were like, oh, smoking, please. Yep. So here I am, a childhood, wondering wondering why I get strep throat every other week. <laughs> I, uh, Let's just remove your tonsils. That has nothing to do with the amount of smoke inhalation you get at home. <laughs> I very distinctly remember when we were in the first grade and you, had, you were gone because you had your tonsils out. And yep. I was going by the Nickelodeon standard of things and was very excited to ask you about all the ice cream you got to eat. Yep, and that was the worst part. You have no appetite. You don't want anything. <laughs> oh, I imagine. I imagine it's not a pleasant experience, as routine as it is. Yep. With your throat, um, like, super sore afterwards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for weeks. It was like, ugh. Shit. And 
what they don't tell you is you also have the worst breath ever. And it's not about brushing your teeth. There's no amount of teeth brushing that'll help you because it's literally like the old rotting flesh in the back of your throat that just has to heal over. Oh God. So like you just like got this rank breath and you smell it. Like it's not like it's not like being, you know. Uh, what is it called when you're like unable to smell your own breath, like breath blind or whatever? Sure. Uh, or you can't smell your own BO. It's like you smell that stuff. So you're sitting there and like, not only do you not have an appetite, but it smells like rotten flesh oh. in your immediate area. And you're just like nasty. Oh, God. Absolutely nasty. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'd know if I didn't have mine, I still have mine. So, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I don't think it's something you'd forget necessarily, <laughs> but yeah. Um, my, uh, my little brother just had his out a couple months ago, like I, a month or two ago. I mean, I guess you can have him removed at like any age, right? Yeah. Yep. But he, so it's, it actually is easier when you're a kid, I guess it's more complicated when you get older. That's uh, how it goes with a lot of things like, uh, having your wisdom teeth out, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to suck even if you're, you know, uh, in a, you know, you're 18 years old and you have it done, but when you're an adult and you have it done, I mean, it's going to, yeah, it's just going to fuck you up. Exactly. I mean, imagine having like a circumcision as an adult. The idea that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, doing, I mean, just like doing it as a kid, obviously. When you or, literally can't remember anything. Yeah. Like when you're, <laughs> when you're straight out of the womb, like that makes sense. You're literally not going to remember that. Uh, Although like, a lot of people are anti, you know, they're like, oh, general mutilation. You know, it's one of those things. It's hot oh, topic right now. Oh, no. Get rid of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm pro circumcision. OK. I, I I mean, I have what I got. I don't know. It's <laughs> Oh, goodness. But it's like, yeah, it's like, will they even ask you? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if like, you know, like in the future, that could be one of those things like, oh, my gosh. Those guys back then, what losers. Right. I think you were really the only person I knew as a as a kid that had their tonsils taken out. Because we were like six, seven years old back then. Yeah. I think you were the yep. only kid that I knew that yeah, actually had it done. I don't know anyone done. else either, for the most part. Um, I mean, I run across people now, and I mentioned it or something like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, me too. Uh, and occasionally go to the doctor's office, and they're like, oh, do, uh, oh no tonsils. Like, <laughs> um. But yeah, it was, I will say I no longer got strep throat after that. Well, that's good. So it did help. I mean, I was like, I almost like every other week with strep throat. It was stupid. Jesus. I, I like, I feel like six years old is too young to be having strep throat. I might be wrong. Uh, I don't it's know. probably more common as a kid, I thought. I don't know. I don't know. I had it more, once. It was common in my childhood. <laughs> I, I had it once and it fucking sucked. I had it once when I was a teenager. Um, yep. I mean, I got, I did I get no I didn't get any time off of school oh this was like my parents dream for me to get violently ill during April vacation during spring break because in that way uh, I was already stuck home uh, okay perfect <laughs> so um, so yeah the you know the time off that we were all allotted and I got to spend it uh, in pain horrible pain very ill um do you have any like distinct memories of just being a little shit in a restaurant? In a restaurant specifically, or just I even say, like I don't know, maybe not even a restaurant, just like out in public, like being a kid and just being like, uh, you know, hopped up on goofballs and um, your parents berating you for it. So I, I distinctly remember my grandmother putting me on a leash <laughs> uh, when we went to the grocery store. 
I cackle. So. I cackle because I too was a leash child. <laughs> My parents still have the leash. It's like a light blue Gerber yes. Velcro leash. Yeah. Yep. And it had like, uh, it was like, you know, one of those, it was all like telephone line style. Yeah. And I remember mine was like a neon green, kind of like a, like this thing right here. Okay. It's like a bright neon green. I loved it. I thought it was cool. I was like, this thing's <laughs> great. But then I was like, but why can't I run far? Like, and like, yeah, you just go charging one direction and like yank my ground and stuff like that. It was horrible. It's hilarious because I oh watch Cooper goodness. do that every day on his leash. <laughs> uh, did you have like a, a harness too that came with it? Yep. Yep. I had the whole yeah, harness. Hell yeah. Me too. Oh man, that was, I don't see any, you know, that's something I do not see anymore is leashed kids. Oh, because it's probably child abuse now. You'd be, you'd you be- want to keep your kid close, don't you? Like, hey, you don't want you. Now, the doctor I, can't take your kid if they're attached to you. Just saying. Now, I can actually tell you. <laughs> I, I can tell you the the genesis the genesis of the leash for me is I grew up in Worcester, and uh, now I remember this because it was traumatic enough that it like sticks out in in my mind. Even though I think I was probably maybe two years old, uh, but uh, with my father walking down a busy street, and I decided to be you know, a two-year-old and get out of his grip and run. And uh, I ran right into traffic. Nice. I did exactly what I tell people I don't like to do. (laughs) And a car jacked on its brakes. I almost got hit. I didn't get hit. My father to this day reminds me about how I almost gave him a heart attack. I almost got hit by a car. Uh, So that's where the, that's where the leash came from. That's why I had to, I had to have a leash. And then there's two other memories. Well, one I don't remember. I, I don't think like I can kind of remember this, but I don't remember this exchange that happened. And again, we're in Worcester and we're in downtown Worcester. You can imagine kind of people that live and frequent in downtown Worcester. It's not necessarily the most upstanding people. And it's my parents and I, and I'm on the leash walking down the street. And these uh, two, um, uh, hood gentleman approach. I don't know if that's the right term, and I apologize hood if it's not. Gentlemen, does Worcester really have a hood? Gangsters. <laughs> yeah, you you know, and uh, they burst out laughing as they see me, and apparently one of them just goes, "Homie, you look like you're going to jail." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So uh, there's that. And then I believe it was uh, 1998. Because if you remember, uh, the film Titanic was all the rage. Good year for video games, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Titanic exhibition came through Boston. And they had, like, pieces of the ship. And um, I distinctly remember they had, like, an actual, like, chunk of iceberg up that they actually kept, like nitrogen cold so you could touch it bad layer in the freezer (laughs) pretty much yeah uh but i get dragged to this because my mother was obsessed with the concept of the movie the titanic took several years before i think she actually sat down and watched it i still remember it came on like three vhs tapes because it was like really long for the time oh yeah yeah that's that was a big deal back then not never mind that the uh 10 commandments came on i think literally 10 vhs tapes (laughs) yeah But, oh my goodness! Forgot but, all about that one. But uh, now I didn't want to be there. 
I don't want to put up with this. So I guess I was being a shit and running around and making it very clear that, hi, I'm eight years old and I don't want to be here. (laughs) And I recall my father very angrily telling me, we should have brought your leash. Ooh. My Uh, gram always had the leash. She kept it in the fanny pack that she also wore. Just in case. Yep. Man, I got. I, I kind of want to. Next time, my parents unearth it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> take a picture of it and send it to me. Yep. Oh my goodness! Oh man, there's got the be- Titanic thing. Actually, reminds me of uh, that Rick and Morty episode of <laughs> Titanic too. Oh, uh, what episode was that? Uh, what it was se- like one what? of the first seasons or whatever. Okay, uh, where uh, Jerry's super excited about it, and Beth is just like, ugh. But it's like a Titanic cruise or whatever, and then it ends up like malfunctioning and not sinking. <laughs> and they like let him keep a souvenir uh, door that he can't fit in the car. <laughs> How disappointing is it that the Titanic experience completes its voyage? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. What it was. We're not not gonna sink or something like that. I forgot how they did it, but everybody we're not lives. gonna hit the iceberg. Everybody lives. We we arrived at our destination. <laughs> Have a nice day. Oh, if only it was that simple. Uh, Rick and Morty is, well, it continues to exist, but how do you feel? Because you were, you were like an OG Rick and Morty fan. I believe you introduced me to Rick and Morty. It was good when it first came out. I I'm ag- actually a couple seasons behind that, to be honest. Well, I, I agree. And I'll tell you in a second why that is, uh, why it was pretty much good only when it started. But uh, how do you feel about the fact that it's going to continue on without Justin Roiland? Ah, it's it's tough. But you know what? Voice actors die. He didn't die, but he may as well have (laughs) as far as Adult Swim's concerned with him. Yeah. Uh, Try not to beat people if you're really uh, famous. It's just one of those things, you know, and it seems like for whatever reason, famous people just can't just just stay out of trouble. You know, they're like, oh, I've got all these millions of dollars. Maybe I should just go do something that like would put me in a really hot spot. Now, does it surprise you at all that someone who created Rick and Morty and created such memorable characters as Mr. Poopy Butthole would uh, be an abuser? Well, the, be a maniac? the character Mr. Poopy Butthole does not strike me as an abuser. But yes, the Rick character is a very like classic, like, wow, he's kind of an asshole kind of guy. Well, uh, have you read anything about John, oh, I'm going to mispronounce his name. I always call him John K because that's how he's credited. The guy who created Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he's like pretty much canceled now. He got he right, got me right. too. And it turns out he was like, you know, grooming 14 year olds. Yeah. Like, and I heard there's some allegations uh, from uh, about Justin as well. The same general topic. But, you know, it came on all in the same light of like the uh, the abuse allegation. So it's like, oh, OK, yeah. Are people just riding the train or? They decided that now's the time to really like throw this kid in the cell and lock yeah. the, you know, throw away the key, throw away the key. Yeah. I was going to um, say lock the key in there with them. That's not how that works. Lock the key and throw away the cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I I might get some details here wrong, but I believe what the, the case is, is that Royland beat up his spouse, uh, was arrested for it, later pled not guilty. And this happened in 2020, which yeah, 2020, if you're like cooped up, confined with someone in lockdown, then I can, I can, like 
I don't want to say understand or forgive this happening. <laughs> I can totally it, understand just beating people when you're forced to be near them. <laughs> people like people were losing their minds. People were going nuts when they couldn't do anything. But I mean, it doesn't excuse what he did. So uh, the trial is upcoming. But uh, none of his employers and his companies want to be associated with him. So he's been dropped by Adult right. Swim. He's been dropped by Squanch Games, I think, is is his uh, development studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is no longer associated with any of the things that he created. And that means, as Adult Swim came out and said, we've cut ties with Justin Roiland, but Rick and Morty will continue, meaning that right. um, the, the characters will be recast. I mean, they haven't lost everything for the most part. Like, they still got uh, the other guy, Dan Harmon. You know, he's still working on it, and he was definitely an original idealist for the show. Sure. So, I mean, they and realistically, he's, I mean, it gets to a point where I feel like it's almost like a family guy thing, where, like, okay, Seth MacFarlane isn't, like, doing all of the, the creative everything for the show. You know, there's there's writers, there's planning boards, you know, they, they can... They don't want to be the center of it all the entire time because that's not good business, right? Like you want to remove yourself and make it as a cog-filled machine as possible to, you know, reap yeah. as much money out of poor suckers like me and you. I need to look up exactly how many episodes of Family Guy Seth MacFarlane has written because I'm pretty sure it's only the pilot, uh, the episode when it got revived, maybe a couple other episodes here and there. Uh, but really, all he does is he just shows up and records his lines. Right. Now, Royland was being, uh, I guess, chastised for that and all these these articles and interviews that were coming out and being done after this news broke and after he was fired from everything. People were saying that Royland had absolutely no involvement with Rick and Morty over the last few years and would really only just show up to record his lines. He wouldn't even I don't even think he was even directing people. He was I, just I believe it. Stuff. I mean, even like Simpsons, right? Is, is Matt Groening? How do you say the last name? Groaning. Yeah, groaning. groaning. Uh, is he really in every episode or, no. or involved in every episode 30 seasons down the line? It's just like I, probably I'll, not. He's I'll, just a title sequence, you know? He just has and to He doesn't even have any voices in the show. No, no. He's voiced himself once. And even then, it took a couple decades before that happened. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. So, he, I mean, yeah, he had they could, no. They could definitely keep going. He had no involvement with the show. Uh, and. You were saying that you haven't watched the last couple of seasons. Neither have I, because honestly, I lost interest. It sucks yeah. because there was a point in time on this show where it's all we talk about. It was a hot topic. It was definitely a hot topic. I remember I played a lot of that. Uh, was it Pocket Mortys when it came out? It was like the uh, Pokemon clone, but with a bunch of Mortys instead. Now, they shut that game down, right? I think so. I don't know. I haven't actually checked. Okay. Cause I, I wouldn't be surprised though. Nintendo was probably sitting there like, how can we sue them for this? They're taking our property in even the most Vegas way, you know, Vegas of ways. And we're not taking it. Can I, can I just play this real quick? We had a segment on uh talk radio meltdown called the Swifty Szechuan sauce power hour. Oh, Jesus Christ. And yeah, I go for it. And I think we debuted it like before season three of Rick and Morty or maybe probably. season four. It was, uh, yeah, so yeah, I this is like of all the production pieces I've ever made for this show in the last 14 years, I this is like one of my most favorites. When your Dingle Bob needs more sleem, who you gonna call? There's several hizzards in the way. Jan Michael Vincent. Is it important that we know who Jan Michael Vincent was in order to get this? Nope. 
It's the Schwifty Szechuan Sauce Power Hour, starring Anson My Eyes Johnson. Everything's black. I can't see a thing. Vance Maximus Renegade Star Soldier. I never forget a kid. And two brothers. It's just called two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! God. Damn, that was that Brock bad. A lot of <laughs> some of the best moments, honestly, were in that one episode of interdimensional uh, TV. Yeah, that did. that first episode was fantastic. The second one was okay, and then no, that they they lost its it lost its steam very quickly. Right. Um, I gotta give Adam credit too because I remember when he was recording that, it took so many tries to get him to say Swifty Szechuan Sauce Power Hour. <laughs> it's a tongue twister because he had never watched Rick and Morty. He had no idea. He t- he looks at the script and just goes, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> What are these words? <laughs> it's like these are a lot of made up words here. What's going on? So yeah, that's uh, it's disappointing that like that happened, but it's so obvious now that Rick and Morty already in like season six or whatever is already pretty much at the same level the Simpsons was, you know, by season ten or right. you know Family Guy in the in the same you know at that same point in their existence where it's just they're milking it. Right, exactly. Would you can call that a success if you want? You know, I'm sure from a corporate perspective, they're like, this is great. This is a cash cow. We're going to milk it till it dies. But, you know, from a creative standpoint, it's like, okay, like you're beating a dead horse. You know, you're beating a dead horse. So then I guess it comes up with a challenge. How do you continue to beat a dead horse? Like, yeah. And and keep it funny and original. I, I, they've done an okay job for, you know, they did a good run. But I mean, how many shows don't even make the three seasons and, and are still good, right? So, right. Yeah, I, w- I want to really do a case study into what happened with Red and Stimpy when John Kay was fired from the show. I think it went on for at least one more season after he was fired. And like, I want to look and just see like what, what was the quality of the show? Like, what was the content like? Was the show just as messed up without him? Um, I mean, the show was pretty messed up in general. So, I mean, continuing on that trend couldn't have been that hard. Well, because then he tried to bring it back a decade later with the adult party cartoon, and that, oh, it, it, that was so bad, though. They like yeah. they they clearly went to the. They should have st- kept it what it was. They shouldn't have like tried to make make it more extreme. I I have nothing but respect for Billy West for, uh, with the adult party cartoon and also the Disney iteration of Doug saying, "I want nothing to do with this. This is mm-hmm. ruining what you have." You've created something great, and now you're ruining it, and I want nothing to do with it. And he was right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta hold your ground with that. Plus, he had a lot of other good options he available did. to him. He wasn't exactly a struggling voice actor. Now, are you excited that Futurama is coming back? Um, I'm very excited because I hadn't heard of that. What? <laughs> oh shit! Damn, <laughs> I figured awesome. I figured you would have heard about that. Yeah, they announced it. Maybe. Coming up on maybe two years ago, there was there was some controversy initially. Oh, two years ago, no wonder did like did they say it was definitely coming back two years ago? Because I might have seen it and just kind of forgotten about it. It's going to be on Hulu, and oh, okay. there was controversy because uh, John DiMaggio uh, wasn't going to take part uh, because he wanted equal pay for everyone on the show. It wasn't about him and what he was making. He wanted to make sure that all the other uh, cast members were getting 
paid what they were worth, what they were due, and he didn't want to take part until that was resolved, and uh, it was up in the air as to what was going to happen. And that's, I mean, just think about like what's going on with Royland and uh, Rick and Morty, where uh, we're recasting characters, having to find some of right. the, the new voices. Now, if DiMaggio wasn't on Futurama, I mean, that's Bender. You yeah, find it's someone, a hard one to replace. But, Distinct voice for sure. But he relented. He will be on the show. So there are new episodes. I think it's actually coming out this year. Oh, snap. So it'll be on Hulu. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eye out for that one now. Uh, I forgot. It. I probably did remember seeing it, but yeah, two years ago or whatever is even a year ago. It's like, oh, okay. Like, and, I'll see it when I see it kind of deal. And you know what else is coming uh, to Hulu? Uh, probably next year. It's just announced a week ago. Why do you keep calling me Bill? Yeah, uh, yes. I oh sell propane and propane accessories. Uh, we we have recently been watching uh, existing episodes of King of the Hill for uh, dinner. You know, it's like nice. sit down for dinner, throw on an episode. Hell yeah. Uh, my word. <laughs> so good. Just like, <laughs> I loved it when we were younger. And I love it even more now because I get like 100% of the jokes. I'm more familiar <laughs> with sinners than saints, my dear. And sinners always look good. <laughs> uh, what was the one I watched recently? It was uh, Boomhauer's brother is getting married. Oh, and, Patch Boomhauer. Yes, yeah, Patch. <laughs> and, uh, and Hank becomes the best man for the wedding after falling up between the two brothers. And <laughs> Hank steps up. Hi, my name is Hank Hill, Strickland Propane, and best man. <laughs> he always introduces himself. No matter where he is, he introduces himself. Hank Hill, assistant manager, Strickland Propane. Yep. Uh, it, it's just like, you know, in a wedding thing, you know, the best part is like his boss really like does not care about him whatsoever, but he takes that job like so seriously. It's great. One of my favorite like, episodes is when Peggy and Bobby discover that uh, meat cooked on charcoal tastes better than propane. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know pretty, pretty pizza, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope they do a really good job on that on the, the reboot of that, because, I mean, I don't want to see them destroy that show. It, it, like, stopped in its prime. It, like, never lost its, like, luster. So to see it come again. They got they got big shoes to to fill there. They had said that uh, the the uh, the whole voice cast will be on the show, but uh, now they haven't confirmed really anything beyond it's I think thirteen episodes. They haven't even confirmed the um, I guess rumor. I mean, I think it was Mike Judge who said this is what he wanted to do. They haven't confirmed if it's there's going to be a time jump and it's going to be about adult Bobby. Oh. Uh, That's potential, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but but they haven't could just do the time jump. They haven't said what's going to happen with Khan because he was voiced by a white man. Oh yes, Ugh, yeah. I can't do that nowadays. Uh, Min was voiced by a, a woman of Asian descent, so and they've they've confirmed that Min is going to be on the show. Nice. They have not said anything about Luann or Lucky, and I, oh my god, I really, I really really hope they don't kill them off. I hope that they're just like they're they've moved away and that they they're mentioned in passing but that right. like everything is fine because uh, Tom Petty and Brittany Murphy are no longer. Um and that it's it's weird to like think of the show without them. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh I mean maybe they can just like do a uh 
was it like a poochie thing where they just rip a bunch of old voice tracks and be like, I have to go. My people need me. Wiggity, wiggity, wear it up. Rock on, party. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side, dude, masters. Not! <laughs> So you got to uh, if, if you ever go on Twitter, you got to follow Josh Weinstein. He is one of the most prolific writers of The Simpsons during its golden era. Nice. And he posts a lot of stuff about The Simpsons and just like behind the scenes stuff and like things that like we knew uh, or maybe like urban legends that he's confirmed. And uh, he was recently posting about uh, Itchy, Scratchy, and Poochie because it was the 26th anniversary of that episode airing this past week. Oh, wow. And 26 years, my word. He was including, um, he posted uh, a, a picture he took of the original script uh, from a scene that was not animated that they cut out where Homer's trying to seduce Marge in bed while doing Poochie's voice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is amazing. Can you oh man, like oh and another thing too uh, uh you know how Lenny that his last name is Leonard yep uh according to that script had they actually produced uh a, a scene that was ultimately cut but it's still in the original script um they would have confirmed his last name and ruined the joke in that it wouldn't be Leonard ah uh, okay because I love that eventually Dang. I love that they just eventually revealed Lenny Leonard and Carl Carlson. <laughs> Uh, gives a kin to like Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Can somebody tell me what the hell is going on? Mitch, help me out here. <laughs> That's another case. I mean, the Simpsons um, recasting a lot of people because of yeah. uh, yep. the, the, you know, the fallout of the George Floyd thing and um, uh, people dying. And it's just bizarre hearing those characters and like hearing Dr. Hibbert. Right. Oh, nice. Doesn't sound like the same Dr. Hibbert anymore. I don't like it. I don't like it. Doesn't even do the classic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like half his character. Uh, there's oh, a, I, have a br- I have a brother that lasts at inappropriate moments. That's a doctor. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I have a jazz playing brother I never met. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably butchering the No, that's quote, that was right? pretty much it. Yeah, that was Blaine Gomes Murphy's last appearance. <laughs> Oh man, they've changed that show. I mean, you can see how it's changed over time too, which is kind of cool in a way. Like it's a, almost like a time, like a time machine, right? Like you could watch like the old ones, and they're like distinctly different than the new ones. And I'm not talking just like the square TV to the plasma TV, but like you know, Homer doesn't drink as much as he used to. You know, they used to regularly joke around where there'd be like six or seven beer cans on the table, yeah. and he'd be completely sloshed and like being the generic bad daddy. He doesn't choke Bart anymore. Pretty much, they've, they've pretty much killed off that whole concept because, like, oh yeah, maybe we shouldn't have like glorifying child abuse here. Even the animation, they're they're they've cut so many corners of the animation. Oh yeah, it's so bad now. I mean, yeah, I know. Well, they went to like full digital, right? Because it kind of started hand hand drawn, like oh, everything yeah. was back then, and then it, like you know the computer age made things just too easy to pass up. There was a period of time, and I can cite the episodes where this is most prominent: Cape Fear. And uh, the uh, Marge versus the monorail where the animation just listened to the monorail song the other day, too. Sorry, I just watched that. I just watched that episode the other day. (laughs) That's awesome. That's written by the great Conan O'Brien. The the animation style at their peak where 
all the characters eyes were like insanely big very disproportionate to the rest of their bodies and their pupils mm. always went in different directions and it was like a maybe like a, a six month period during whatever season that is i'm gonna say maybe season four and it just it just added to the comedy right it just made everything better and now it's the animation's just so stiff and um it's yeah there's there's no movement it's not fluid it's just not right it's not what it used to be there was an episode last season though i think it was supposed to be a play on naked and afraid and it's considered like one of the best episodes they've done in a very is that long the one time. where they find the old uh it's it's Marge and Homer and they get lost. Yes. They manage to get naked and they find like the love hotel, like the abandoned love hotel in the middle yes. of nowhere or whatever. Yeah. Yes. I actually watched it and it was a pretty good episode for what it was. It was regarded for like the last like five minutes where they, there's just no dialogue yep. and they, they liked it because it was just a straightforward, no gimmick, uh, no gimmick episode. Cause it got to a point when I, when I tapped out of the new episodes, there would be some like story that like, Oh, this is gaining steam. This is like, you know, I like where this is going. And then like some little thing would happen that the whole story would just branch off to an unrelated thing. And I did like, right. no, go back to what you were doing. That was fun. This was good. You, you had something here. And then I, I, I mean, I just torture myself watching it now, but um, renewed for two more seasons. So, Yep, yeah, but they keep trucking along. I mean, it's a monolith at this point, right? The amount of people they probably, you know, <laughs> have given careers to. Oh, yeah. So those people I want to just keep going so they can retire probably. But, you know, to your point on the animation too, it's uh, it's like, I it's there was perfection within the imperfections with the hand-drawn stuff. You know, like those little things, like you see them on, you know, there, there's memes about it now, like, you know, the really weird faces that, you know, they catch in like the single frames of The Simpsons. Like you don't get that. No. with the stiff animation and i almost wish there was a type of computerized animation that really like did good on that you know like like understood the the perfect imperfection thing like it's like okay don't make the lines perfectly clear all the time you know like don't make homer's existence to be perfectly round and exactly proportional in every single frame with not a single little stutter you know like even little things like you know looking at like ed ed and eddie have the lines always jiggled those things gave character, you know, like Ren and Stimpy, like the, the elongated, like everything, like, uh, you know, just the extreme expressions were so much easier to do in hand-drawn animation than, you know, computerized stuff. You yeah. know, it's, It'll and we probably have enough computer power now to almost go back to that point, right? Like computers were limited. They're getting to like their fine point, you know, you had toys or toy, <laughs> toys or us, toy story and all that <laughs> stuff coming out. Like, <laughs> and then that kind of like changed the changed the ball game. It really in did. A lot of ways. I was uh, just last weekend watching. Uh, All dogs go to heaven, and then uh, Fern Gully. Dude, Fern Gully was a good one. And just thinking to myself, why is an animation like this? Right. Why it was a golden age. It really was. It really was. I think uh, for Disney, Princess and the Frog. Uh, was the last like yep. hand drawn animated film that they've done? Right. And everything since then has just been garbage CGI or as they're doing now live action. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the live action stuff either. Oh, like, I fucking hate it. Like, and and, and it kind of has that same limitation. Like, it's like okay, 
you see Simba's face drop when his dad dies, right? Like it, it's it's something you see in his face. Like now it's like, nah, like I don't know. It just they they don't. It's harder to convey those emotions, even if it looks visually striking or whatever. It's like, but at what cost? Yeah, you know? I'm assuming then you've seen the remake of The Lion King. I've actually only seen the trailer. Okay, it's <laughs> so. don't waste your time. <laughs> oh my god! I saw that in the theater. Don't waste your time. It is so. Oh, dang, you went to the theater for that. I went to the theater for that, and it made an insultingly large amount of money. But well, it was on the name of the Lion King. Like anyone growing up that watched Lion King was like that was a masterpiece. Like straight up. I think what sucks is I think children were having the same reaction to the Lion King. Children in 2019. We're having the same reaction to the Lion King as as children did in 1994, where like we all knew one kid who like probably proudly talks about how many times they saw the Lion King in the theater in 1994. It's and, true, and that same thing was happening in 2019. And it's just the the, the animals; they're animals, right. emotionless animals. You're right. Simple watching his, his father die. There's nothing. He's just like, you see the look of terror on Mufasa's face as he's falling to his doom, like in a child's movie too. Like, but like, it, that's the stuff that sticks with you. It's like someone drew that. Cause they knew it's like, Hmm, how would I feel if I was falling into a pack of a, a million bajillion, like whatever those things were gazelles yeah. running, running through. Yeah. It just, it's, I, I think they're still doing these too. And they've all just kind of flown under the radar. People keep saying, don't do these. And they keep doing them. Somehow they're raking in money. Ugh. That is Again, it's a cash cow as long as it makes money. Yeah. And I mean, it, there can be good things. Like, I didn't mind. I actually recently saw the new Avatar, and that wasn't bad. It was all right. You know, I, maybe a little over budget, but it was good. I saw it in the IMAX theaters. It was like, you know, they did good for what it was. It was really realistic. But also they had, you know, humans kind of acting on the back end on that too. So you get sure. some of that emotion again. Now but. I have uh, now I've never seen either of the avatar films. I'm of the understanding is that while the visuals are absolutely mind blowing, the story is incredibly forgettable. It can be pretty forgettable. Yeah. I mean, for a three hour movie, it, like, you know, there's not much to spoil in the way of plot for the most part. It doesn't, I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a bad plot. You know, it teaches some pretty obvious concepts that, you know, hey, nature good, humans destroying things bad. Like, it's a very, you know, cut and dry kind of thing. Like, oh, look, tribe here, tribe there, culture's different, but they get along together because, you know, that's it's worth more to do that than to, you know, fight, against, fight for the common enemy or against yeah. the common enemy kind of deal. Like, it was all pretty generic tropes, but at the same time, what hasn't been a generic trope for the most part, you know? New age, like mo what newish movie hasn't has really been original in the last few years? To your point, they they do a bunch of remakes, they do a bunch of rehashes. You know, one romance movie is the exact same as the other romance movie. It's like coming up with an original idea can be kind of tough. Uh, but, I th I thought Sausage Party was pretty original. Sausage Party was actually pretty good. <laughs> Not even gonna lie. Not even gonna lie. That was actually a very original concept. But those are the kind of things, you know, like. Obviously, it's a less serious note for a movie, right? But like Titanic came out and that was a pretty good movie, right? Like, it's like, okay, cool. Like, it's kind of original. You haven't really seen anything like this before, but you know. 
look after tomorrow. That's, you know, there's there's good ones that crop up once in a while, but I feel like a lot of the major corporations want to play it safe, yeah. right? They're they're a little bit nervous to go really far out there and try something brand new that like, oh, this may not work as good as we think, even though we have like the best minds in the freaking business working for it, you know, for us. Uh, I bring it a full circle, Danny Bonaducci style. Danny Bonaducci. Talking about Titanic and then uh, Avatar, both yep. James Cameron joints. Uh, do you think Avatar Two is worth the t- decade plus it took to make it? Um, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't. It didn't feel rushed watching the movie. I guess, uh, like I said, I saw an IMAX, which was really cool. You know, really good visuals. 3D was pretty cool. Uh, they could have probably done a little bit more with the story, but I can also feel like it's it's probably pretty hard to hold a story together over 10 years. Yeah. You know, multiple animation studios, multiple reiterations. Uh, I think, uh, I forgot where I heard it, but I heard that like the, you know, one of the ladies that, that was like in the, the second one or whatever had kind of forgotten that she was even a part in the movie. No, and then I all see. of a sudden she was getting all these people like, wow, you did... Like that was amazing. And she's like, "What is like Avatar two? You, you did a great part in that." She's like, "Oh, d- that released." <laughs> I forgot. I feel like it was the uh, the the general lady or whatever, because she only plays like a little part in the beginning, where she's basically holding a cup of coffee in every scene, uh, and she's basically just like briefing the old bad guy from the first movie, you know, into what he's gonna do in his new Avatar body in the beginning, but. Someone's going to have to remind me um, who the actress was that forgot she was in Avatar 2 because I saw that article and I thought it was the fucking funniest thing ever. And I can't I can't remember the name of the actress. It's on tip yeah, my tongue I can't either. and my Google skills are failing me. <laughs> but to your point, somewhat forgettable, right? Like it's not like like it wasn't it was visually striking. Sound quality was great. 3D effects were awesome and well placed. Like it was a well done movie, but it didn't. And I mean, you know, there were some points, there were some tearjerker moments, and there were some intense moments. Like it, it did give you the feeling of emotion. It wasn't like it was a bland movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it also didn't. You know, I I don't like I don't really remember the first one's plot too too well either. Not like I remember The Lion King. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To that point, like. It's not going to be one of those memorable movies, but there's lots of movies that aren't like that, that aren't super memorable like that, but more decent movies too, you know? Uh, by the way, it was Edie Falco. I uh, forgot okay. that she was in Avatar 2. She thought it came out. She filmed her scene uh, four years ago, thought it came out already and had flopped because she hadn't heard anything about it. Um, <laughs> I guess it didn't come out yet, so I didn't hear anything about it. Right. But I mean, with such a long production time, right? Like 10 years is a long time for any movie to be in production. I mean, even filming your scenes four years ago, right? Like that's, that's pretty insane. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's, exactly. it's no boyhood, but it's still pretty insane. Uh, you want to wrap up with this uh, Witcher story about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, about... That was me. I'm sorry. Bling. I was trying to cue. What the? What did I press? Sorry, I was switching tabs to see these uh, bare naked ladies. <laughs> I broke. Uh, I broke my soundboard. Oh no! I was trying to play. I was trying to cue this up to play this. This is stupid. I want to talk about vaginas. 
<laughs> yes, aptly placed. But uh, I pressed something and broke everything. So uh, Witcher 3 came out in 2015, was re-released at the end of 2022, I want to say, uh, the next-gen version of uh, The Witcher 3. And Wait, really? Yeah. No, so you're not talking about the Switch version? No, I'm Switcher. talking about the uh, the PC version, the uh, the console version. Uh, it was a oh, it was already, like a graphical overhaul, right? Yeah, if you own the game, then you get the the I I guess calling it a remaster. I don't know. It's got better you know lighting, better graphics. If you have the capabilities, you can do ray tracing. Um, so I finally bought it, and I bought it on PC. I've had it on Xbox. I played it a long time ago, but I'm playing it on PC, and um. I do like that I built a gaming PC and I have an RTX card and the RTX capabilities are not great on my on my build. <laughs> but I can play what I have, I can play on Ultra. So nice. I'm I'm That's content. Not bad. I'm content with that. Honestly, you would be surprised how much processing power is given to that dude's hair. Geralt's hair is is just like uh, I remember in the original one, that would make my computer lag more than anything else. Uh, and I had to turn his hair down because you could like turn his hair almost to like individual strands all having their own physics process it was pretty insane uh now you're playing you've been playing the game on switch right yeah i i mean i played to a point and i play it from time to time but i ended up getting myself into a uh a sticky situation where i went too far and i wasn't high enough level and now i'm stuck in this like endless cut scene because um, you keep dying <laughs> Because I keep dying, uh, and because it's on save. the Switch, the load times are so long to get back into it. I'm just like, ugh. So I kind of put it down for a little while. Uh, now, if I remember correctly, you were largely playing the game just to play Gwent. Yes. Yes, exactly that. I was actually mentioning this literally to... <laughs> <laughs> just, just at dinner. Uh, yeah, uh, love the Gwent mini game. I ended up buying the not buying. I ended up uh, playing the uh, standalone app that they got for Android and Steam. Also, still recommend it to be honest. I'm uh, so bad at Gwent. I got good. <laughs> I'm so bad. I mean, probably. I mean, I need to build up a deck. Yeah, and I just like don't put any effort into looking for cards. But I'm on the, so on bad. the app or or the in game? the game within the game. Right. I know like one of the side missions is collecting yep. cards yes. to build your first Gwent deck, and um, which was a nice adventure. That's basically what I I was doing, and then I got to the point where you needed to enter the competition, which cost way more money than my like level three like ass had ever accumulated. So I was like, how do I do that? I've already mastered Gwent, but I can't enter the competition without the money. So I was like, I guess I'll start playing the game, and that's that's where I had gotten stuck. In, in the cutscene, I was like, I'll just play, you know, play through a couple of these missions. And <laughs> next thing you know, now I, I can kind of sympathize because when I first started playing the game, I took on a contract that was like level 28 and found out that leveling up in that game is no easy feat. No. So I think I eventually got to level 28 and completed the contract and like nice. was just doing it out of principle. Yeah. I just wanted to get it out of my stupid quest log. But, um, uh, when you, you you played Fallout New Vegas, did you ever got? Uh, no, I didn't. Actually. You did okay. Never mind. I bought New Vegas and never got around to playing it. Oh, dude. Yeah. Come yeah, on. I, it's it's horrible. I played the crap out of three though. <laughs> it makes it if it's any consolation. It kind of, but New Vegas <laughs> had a card game in it called Caravan. Okay. And uh, it, I 
figured you if you'd played New Vegas, you probably would have done the same thing where you didn't actually play Most any of the likely. game. You just played Caravan all the time. Because <laughs> like every NPC you talk to, the option comes up to play Caravan. Nice. That's awesome, though. That's that's like half the fun, though. It's like I literally run around looking for like, come on, you got to play Gwent. <laughs> like you got to play. You got to be. You're one of the ones. And eventually I couldn't find it anymore. So I was like, all right, I got to Wikipedia this shit. I need to know. <laughs> so Witcher 3 uh, in the news, according to Kotaku.com, uh, a modder for uh, the Witcher 3. This is this being well before the remaster, the next gen version of the game recently came out. A modder created a mod that it seems CD Projekt Red, the developers of the game, took and used in the remaster without the permission of the modder. But I, I like how this um, I like how this article begins. Quote. The Volva saga continues. Uh, after Kotaku broke the news that CDPR had added more realistic genitals to some of the women in The Witcher 3 with its next-gen update, then broke the news that those realistic genitals would be removed as their addition was unintended. It now seems that the mod itself was used by CDPR without permission. Uh, so, so they didn't make their own. They just grabbed mods for the... Like, are there any other mods that they used in the in the remake now? I'm wondering if like they just like farm source the the uh, you know mod community because honestly, the mod community for any game is it's sometimes better than the game itself. Oh yeah, Bethesda is a, is a great example of this. They end up hiring the mod creators to actually work for them and put uh, you know put out content because the stuff that they come up with is just brilliant. It's better than the game itself. You're right. Right uh, now. Should CDPR own that content, even though like a modder went out and created uh, something for the game? That's a gray area. Yeah. Is it the modders property or is it the property of the the game that it's going into? I would say it's probably the modders. And I would say that only because it's like an addition to a game, right? It's, it's like uh, maybe I'm aging myself, but it, it's like the, uh, you know, it's like that little magnifying lens thing that you could attach to a Game Boy, right? It doesn't change the Game Boy, but it works with the Game Boy, right? Mm-hmm. So it does change the Game Boy, I should say, but it works with the Game Boy. But it's it's you know it's owned by Mad Cats, right? Like they're a separate company. They designed it, they made it, they put the effort in to make it. The fact that it just happens to connect to a Game Boy could almost be considered happenstance, right? So the fact that this this lovely vagina mod just happens to fit into <laughs> the Witcher. You know, is happenstance, but they made the vaginas. Those are their vaginas. <laughs> God, <laughs> they made the vaginas. They made the vaginas. <laughs> they created the vaginas. Okay, so uh, the article says the uh, the mod is called "Vaginas for Everyone." That's a good name. I like that. Uh, it's an old Nexus mods mod created for the original PC release of The Witcher Three. Remember, that came out in 2015. Uh, It does, as the name suggests, adds realistic vulva and pubic hair to many of the female NPCs, including ones who never explicitly do full frontal nudity in the game. Should probably mention that in Witcher 3, a a lot of people get naked. Oh, yeah. There's some well-animated nudity in that game. Sure is. Part of the reason I think a lot of people like it. Now, have you played Cyberpunk? Uh, No. So when you create uh, your character in Cyberpunk, 
um, when you're creating them, they're naked. Okay, so it's like Rust. Sure, I've never Rust played Rust, like but I guess. Oh, well, okay. Rust was the same idea. Like you basically start in the game and you're like you're a caveman with absolutely no clothes and you just got like flopping dick in the wind and you like have a rock. Now, can you uh, uh, modify your dick when you're creating your character? I don't remember. Actually, that's a good question. It's been a while since I played Rust, and it's been even longer. So they've done a lot of updates to Rust that I haven't even not even touched. I think the last time I played Rust, there was a static map, and now it's procedurally generated. There's a lot of not a lot of new things in Rust that that you know I've never even experienced. So maybe they have added that. Uh, I think it's on Game Pass Rust. I might be wrong, but I always see it come up. And I know you're in those type of games. I just like it was I could- fun for the time. It was definitely it was a good not good uh novelty and. You know, a couple of my buddies also played it, so they'd be playing. And I was like, you know what? For I think it was like twenty bucks on it. I was like, why not? No, you I'll played play it. You you played the Outer Wilds, right? Uh, or no. no, I'm sorry. Uh, what was the one? The Long Dark is that? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, I, I still play a boatload of the Long Dark. I must have. I before vacation, I put in forty hours that week. Uh, it's actually been my number one game again because they they started coming out with some uh, procedural updates. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that game. That is a good game, man. That's like all the rage now. Remember when no man's sky was announced and that was mind blowing how they were yep. going to do that. Seems like every yeah, game and everyone doing. got really angry and now they're like kind of okay with it again. Well, last of us uh, <laughs> or last of us. Shit. I've had the last of us on my mind. Uh, no man's sky went from, you know, complete steaming dog shit to one of the greatest games ever made. It just like it came out too early. Yep. Yeah. It, well, that's the thing. They were rushing the release and, and, and that's just, it wasn't worth it because they hyped everyone up. And in order to keep on that hype, they released it pretty much unfinished. But I think what really got people angry is they claimed it was kind of finished and it was like, dude, it's not, it's not even close. I love that. It's on the switch. Now it's amazing what they can fit on that. <laughs> thing. Dude, The switch is like garbage hardware. But I love it. I do love the Switch. Like, there's so many good things. Did you pick um, up that? I actually uh, think I heard they're, they just added Game Boy Advance games to the Switch. They will Unless be. That was, they did their they Nintendo Direct last week, and they announced that nice. uh, Game, Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games are coming to the, uh, the Nintendo Switch online. I don't remember if you need an extra pass to get that, but mm. they will be coming. Uh, and then uh, did you pick up Metroid Prime Remastered? Uh, not yet. Nope. I want to get it. I've heard. It's I was good, about though. to say I'm waiting to go on sale, but never. I've, nothing ever goes on oh. sale from Nintendo. <laughs> uh, um, there's a game, and I'm blanking on the name because I played it for a couple weeks and was kind of into it. But like everyone was playing it a couple years ago, and it was a game kind of like The Long Dark, one of those like kind of like when you mentioned Rust, it came to mind. Where one of those like you start off in the game and you're naked, and all you have is like a piece of wood, and you need to literally just build. Like yeah. you got to build a settlement, you got to build a house, you got to like forage for things, you got to hunt. I can't remember what the name of the game is, what, and it was like was a, it like a two D game. No, like it's in three D. It's it's in three D, and it's the like it was made by an indie studio, and it just like it was like a sleeper hit. It just took off, and it's gonna drive me nuts. I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, mm. but. Uh, There's a shit ton of those out there, though. So it's it's a very wide pool. Like. I, I mean, shoot, everyone wants to make a survival game nowadays. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're still as big as they are. I mean, I guess they're good. They're good. 
I, the I think replayability is, is there for a lot of them. I think during the pandemic, too, you know, it probably made right. time just go by because what this oh, game yeah. that I'm thinking of when it came out, it um, it came out right like end of 2020, I, mm. I think. And it just it, I probably why it was as popular as it was. Oh, yeah. Good timing for that. For sure. You got a bunch of people that literally are out of work or stuck at home. And it's like, what do you do? You can't go to the store. Well, I can still buy stuff on, you know, whatever game store I go to and just go from there. Um, Yeah, there's tons of games like that, though. Honestly, I still play Minecraft time to time just to hop on there. It's it's fun and actually plays really good on the switch now. It's not too bad. Damn. I was like, so I was just looking at a list of uh, top survival games. Um. Rust, the forest. Oh, the forest! Yeah, I played. Was that the one you're talking about? Nope. Really but, good graphics for it. It's it was on, kind of a creepy game. Uh, it's on here though. Uh, the Long Dark, Minecraft, Ark. Oh yeah, Ark. Yep. Subnautica. That one was unique. Well, so that's the thing. There's like kind of unique survival genre. Right? Subnautica has the underwater thing going. I feel like Long Dark's got like that cold winter survival that's really based around like not zombies or anything. It's based around like actual temperature being like the thing that's going to kill you overall. You know, Minecraft is based around Legos. <laughs> now, uh, with Skyrim, have you either tried the the survival mode or there's a mod called Hot and Cold? Have you ever tried any of that? Yes, I've tried the Hot and Cold mod. I haven't tried they added it like in the game now too, right? Is. There is a survival mode. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I remember I was it, trying to, was trying to climb those steps, the high Rothgar and I kept dying because yep. I kept getting too cold. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, I feel like it, it's cool that they have a mod for it, but Skyrim wasn't designed around the idea that you need to do that kind of stuff. I mean, you can carry a million wheels of cheese <laughs> And and you're literally a dude that like shouts dragons to death. Like, <laughs> I don't think the the slight chill of a mountain is gonna like bother you too much, right? <laughs> like it shouldn't at least. <laughs> uh, don't starve. Uh, and then finally, the game I was thinking of, Valheim. Oh, oh, dude, Valheim. Yes, good game. They actually came out with a um. Yeah, the, the only thing shitty about that game is there wasn't a lot of content in the sense that it was only like what five bosses. I guess I don't know. I didn't play too but, much uh, of it. Yeah, I um, I just started playing that again not too long ago with a few buddies. Uh, we, you know, didn't play a ton of it, but we spent some time building a new base, uh, testing out some of the new features. And it's it's, it's not bad. It, I feel like it's a really good. It's like a Viking Minecraft, right? Like it's yeah. really crafty. You can you can terraform the land, which is pretty cool because a lot of games don't let you do like you can build things on the land, but you can't like dig into the ground and build pits and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that and it was really good for a multiplayer too. Definitely a good multiplayer game. If you had friends to play that with, it was like awesome. I was going nuts because I'm like the, the the name of the game doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the game. Such a unique name like Valheim, yeah. and that's that what it was. I feel like it was one of those games where they were like looking for an active domain name that could take that wasn't already taken because <laughs> you know shit, man. We need a .com, but they're all so fucking expensive. And now the new <laughs> hit survival video game. Sweeping off the shelves. Odd choice of name, though. Tub Girl. <laughs> the ultimate survival adventure. <laughs> Survive the tub and the flow. Tub Girl, rated E for everyone. <laughs> e for everyone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and coming soon, DLC for Tub Girl, Blue Waffle. <laughs> 
Um, They're the only domain names nobody seemed to want. <laughs> so uh, the Witcher 3 mod. Uh, oh, by the way, Cyberpunk. I brought up Cyberpunk and Genitelli because you can actually like choose. You can't go like too in depth with it, right. but you can actually choose like there's like three or four like different like presets for genitalia. That's awesome. So for the dicks and the veg. So is it like, you know, you get like Greek sculpture yeah. dick where it's all tiny or you can, you can be one of those dudes like slapping between your kneecaps. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I because my the second character I created in cyberpunk was a female and um might have spent a little too much time with the anatomy just trying to get it <laughs> to my liking it was, it's like weird oh, science it's like weird science when they're building the chick on their computer and the boobs get too big it's a, it's only a matter of time before like you're really going to be able to like get nitty-gritty with like the character creation like all right how do you want your lips to look <laughs> any audi roast beef what's your preference we got them all <laughs> 78 different customizable genitalia. Can you imagine if there's like a little pop-up, a little confirmation dialogue that comes up and says, are you sure you want your labia that long? <laughs> this they, is not medically advisable. <laughs> another dialogue comes up. They're going to call you pigtails. Uh, the article uh, from Kotaku here continues. Uh, though the mod in question has two different pubic hair options, the landing strip version looks nearly identical to the genitals seen on the crones in the next-gen Witcher 3 update, down to the dusting of soft pubic hair outside the landing strip and the layout of the labia. Thank you, uh, Kotaku, for, for describing it in such detail. <laughs> they put in a this mild... Is the, this is the quality journalism I need to see. <laughs> they put in a mild not-safe-for-work warning at the beginning of the article, too. Uh, I, I will say too that I also only had to click on two links to get to the actual photos on the Reddit uh, <laughs> posting. So I didn't. Thank I didn't, you again for adding that. I didn't see any of the photos. Is it very detailed? Uh, they're pretty detailed. Yeah, I mean, as far as as you know, they're they're very on par with uh, Witcher graphics. So, I mean, that's so like when uh, the the developers are creating the game. Obviously, they need to keep things within certain limits because of the ESRB and the ratings and they don't want the right. game to get rated adults only. They want to be able to actually sell it. But then I I think, you know, there's a thing that comes up with the ESRB that says like online content yes. is not rated. And that's yep. when the mods come out that are like just super bizarre. And that's where like the hot coffee mod for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas comes mm -hmm. into play. That's and that's a good one. I forgot all about that one. And uh, oh my god, I remember playing that on uh, Axe yes. computer <laughs> and failing miserably with the uh, with the mod trying to because it's a sex mini game and it's like it's like Dance Dance Revolution but with sex. <laughs> yes, you have to tap the right buttons at the right time. And I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out the rhythm. And I kept like you just like I think like CJ just like busts early if you and fail. He's fully the game. dressed too. That's <laughs> the best part is everyone's fully dressed. It's not even like it's like it's like dry humping. It's simulated. <laughs> but Axe father comes in and he's what because he like you know we play video games and he had interest in the mod and he sees us trying to figure he sees me trying to figure out the hot coffee mine just goes son if you're struggling this much at the game. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you're like in real life. 
<laughs> oh goodness. So um but yeah, that's uh that's that's why such detailed mods exist when it comes to nudity and uh, female genitalia especially. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I still have one for uh, Left 4 Dead. Uh it's Jesus. it's not a nudity mod, but it's uh, it replaces Zoe with like a complete anime anime check with like absolutely humongous <laughs> tracts of land and <laughs> very good physics on those tracts of land and uh wearing a very skimpy outfit and I completely forgot about it uh until I decided to like play it randomly just to like pass like 10 minutes I was like oh, I'll just play a quick single player whatever and uh yeah I had Zoe as as this anime girl and um I think Nick is Squidward <laughs> so it was Lover Dead 2 um and I replaced the uh what was it the boomer with uh Gabe Newell Yes, Gaben. Yep, Gaben. <laughs> yes. Gaben. And, uh, the tank is John. No, the charger is John Cena. Nice. Tank is regular. So every time you hear chargers, John Cena. Uh, I replaced the jockeys with Beavis. Nice. Oh, that's a good one, actually. So like, um, so I have, the, I have the audio from it. And so like you're you're just, you know, running around doing whatever. When I come from, there is no That's awesome. Hello? This fuck. <laughs> Jockey! May I help you? <laughs> Nicaragua! <laughs> there will be more bungholes. <laughs> hello, hello! I just, I love when he gets aggravated. I come from the Nicaragua! I love the echo. <laughs> Jockey. Ow! This fuck. There will be more bungholes after me. There will be more bungholes after me. Oh goodness. Hey, how's it going? You will get me, Kimmy. Hello. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. I just remember I had the I have the pipe bomb as uh when the sound goes off, it always does the SpongeBob my leg. Nice. Oh, yeah. I gotta find that. That is awesome. I have the uh it, it replaces the boomer bile with a Pokeball. <laughs> That's awesome. Um So do you think that this Witcher mod do you think it'll get serious enough that it goes to court? Like they already took the, they already like reversed the update that they did to remove the content uh, that was put in the game. The developer did that CDPR, but do you think that like the mod creator could take them to court for? I mean, taking you can their sue, stuff. You can sue anybody for for a lot of things. I I feel like it almost be better to, you know, maybe one of those things where it doesn't go to court; it just hits a settlement, or maybe they just say sorry and you know, kind of like. You know, I know there was really bad blood, I think, with uh, the author of the actual books for The Witcher and, and, and CD Projekt Red because, like, honestly, the game became more popular than the books in a lot of ways. Um, so, and I, I remember there being some sort of lawsuit where, like, they only gave him a certain amount or like, it was only going to be a certain amount and then, like, it became wildly successful and he was like, well, I want more. And they're like, 
we'll find some in between, right? Like, so I feel like they've got a history of possibly just kind of trying to work things out and do right by the people. Uh, and it could be honestly, like, maybe it was kind of a mistake. It's like, oh, shoot, we were supposed to like remake that to like not just be the mod. Uh, but I mean, I guess it also depends on the modder's attitude, right? Like, he's got to be, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's like, hey, at least give me credit for it or, you know, something of that sort or give me some sort of monetary payment for it that doesn't require going to court. Or, like I said, just go like you're going to go to court and end up settling out of court for some undisclosed sum and then they can use it freely for their for their vulva needs. Hey, 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 that's my vagina. <laughs> my vaginas, not yours. I made those. <laughs> uh, the article here says, according to the modder who just recently responded to the author's DM on Nexus Mods after seeing Kotaku's story, CDPR, quote, used their mod, but, quote, didn't know about it, nor did they ask for permission. Um, no follow-up after that. So Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I have never dabbled in nude mods. I see them all the time. Oh yeah, I'm, very popular. I'm just I'm sure teenage kids everywhere, probably like just craving for those things. Oh yeah, I'm just not that perverted. I don't, I don't like that uncanny valley. I like sort of the like. It's. I feel like I talked about this a few episodes ago, talking about like seeing cartoon characters like Marge Simpsons and Lois Griffins out there when people right. like animate them nude. No, like, like scantily clad. Leave it like that. Leave it. Leave it to the imagination. Don't try to animate nudity. In a lot of ways, scantily clad can be better too. Just like more. Leave to your point. Leave it to the imagination, and the imagination can fill all the voids. Wasn't the? Um, I think Marge Simpson was on a cover of Maxim magazine many years ago. Oh yeah, and they and they drew her in a sexy spread, like washing the floor in her, you know, quintessential blue hair with an apron or something like that. They did that, I think, uh, with like Playboy too, with uh, Laura Croft back in the in the nineties, cashing yep. in on the Tomb Raider craze. And even then, like, do I really want to see triangle tits? Kind of. Where do you <laughs> put the nipples? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poke your eye out. But, that, yeah, that, I mean yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a market for it, but I, I mean, I'm more interested in mods that change the gameplay or, or you know enhance the game in some way, shape, or form. Or sometimes in a lot of situations, fix bugs, right? Oh. Like fix performance issues and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, you know, I made a mod that made this game not crash at this point in time, or you know, when using these resources or unlocking higher definitions. Like, it's amazing what like the Minecraft community like. You can download some mods that'll make any computer choke, and they'll make Minecraft look unnecessarily gorgeous for a game of blocks that's like the unofficial patches for the bethesda games like you have one for skyrim you have one for all the fallout games and it's all people just going in going into the source code and fixing the game because you know bethesda is only going to fix so much right and uh those fan-made unofficial patches those have come in clutch oh yeah definitely and you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised to see in the future, you know, almost like bounties for those kinds of things, you know, like, like the game producer could be like, listen, we produced a game, but you know, if you find a bug and you can patch the bug, like we'll give you a bounty for it. Like, you know, they do that with, you know, bugs and code and stuff like that. Now 
you know, if you can find a zero day exploit and tell them instead of exploit, it's tell the company instead of exploiting it, you know, a lot of times they'll give you a nice little cash sum. Yeah. Like, wow, man, thanks. Here's 10 grand. Like you just saved us like years of suffering and possibly billions of losses or whatever. <laughs> right. So doesn't um like Twitter do that? Facebook? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I know Google at least does it. You yeah. know, I've, I don't know if they pioneered it, but I mean, it kind of like grew into you know like the hackathons and stuff like that that they do where it's like cool like see if you can break into this and there's cash prizes and it kind of like it gives people a contest and a game to do that and you know where so many mods and stuff are free for games i feel like it almost like you know it's it's almost bound to happen you know games cost especially you know big games nowadays right. cost so much to make they almost dwarf movies unless you're avatar <laughs> in, in, in cost right like so well you know that kind of reminds me of is the instances of like computer hackers who like they went to jail, they got caught, yep. but then Free the government, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Mitnick. <laughs> yes. They, they ended up getting hired by the government, by the CIA to be like, Hey, right. You know what you're doing? We could use you. They ended up becoming right. consultants. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's good use of, of resources. You know, that a good company should look to that. Like they shouldn't try to penalize a guy for, you know, Oh, I found this bug in your code. Like, Oh well, screw you. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna throw a lawsuit against you or, or ban your account. It's like, oh, cool. Can you find any more? <laughs> like, that's like, like on the team. We'll give you a good salary. Like, and here I am getting suspended for finding out how to get on MySpace back in high school on the school's computer system. I know, right? Like, how about ask me how I did it instead of punishing me? Punishing mm -hmm. me only makes me want to do it more. Right. It just makes you more, you know, averse to trying, like, letting other people know about that stuff. Yeah. What didn't all you had to do is like put a period after the dot com? It was something like so ridiculously stupid and simple, and it was something like that. It was like, yeah, it, it was. And then of course there were the old school like VPNs, like uh, HMA. Try, that was the one I used to use. HMA. Yeah. Did I, that stand for something? Hide my hide my homework. ass. Was it hide my ass? I don't well, even know. Also, if, um, is it still around? Possibly. Yeah, I remember one that was like book something though. Like it was used way back in the day. And it the reason that one works so good is because it took a while for the teachers to figure it out because it looked and acted like a, a like library research type page. VPN. Oh, and I can't remember it now. Uh, so long ago. I mean, there is a VPN called VPN book. It might have been something like that, but it didn't say VPN. Like, at least I don't think it did. Yeah. Uh it was just like booksearch.com or something like that. And like, you would be able to like use the book search engine to, to search and get like pre-rendered web pages. So it wasn't really a true VPN, I don't think, but it would like pre-render, you know, block sites essentially in the book search kind of like cash mode in Google or something like that. And that's how we watched porn at school. <laughs> I never I used, think I ever tried doing that. At school, I never but. used it for anything malicious. I just wanted to check MySpace. I just wanted to check my messages, my comments. My, my biggest thing is I just wanted to see if I could. That was it too. That was it's it's a yeah. like wow, you you put this wall in front of me. Well, let's see where we can get around it, you know, like Yeah. And I'm sure kids do that even today. Although then again, today it's, kids don't need that kind of stuff. They use their phones. Like, yo, Pat Thompson, okay? They're not paying you enough to construct a wall without cracks. Exactly. Your wall has cracks in it, and I'm going to find them. And what that <laughs> dude, find them. what that dude built them. was sections of walls. And one day he was going to connect them all together. 
but he just left these big gaps and I was able to just walk right through them and then I, and then I get suspended. So fuck me, right? Yep. Yep. And Zero it, tolerance policy. Ah, they were so much more strict with that stupid stuff back then too. Because our, our stupid handbook, student handbook said uh, if, if, if you bring a knife to school, then it's like a slap on the wrist and don't do it again. Or if you bring yep. a weapon, not even a knife, you could bring a loaded gun. Slap on the wrist. Don't ever do it again. But God forbid you find out how to go on MySpace. Oh, we never saw Jack again. There nope, was no Jack. Nope. There never Some was say a Jack. still in the slave pits. Yeah. <laughs> Sent him to him down with the janitorial staff and nope, never seen again. Sent him to Belize. Yeah, my my name is now Man. Gene Takovic, and I work at a Cinnabon in Omaha. Didn't you get a? Uh, you took down one of the network. You took down one of the network drives too because you like uploaded a Genesis <laughs> emulator that I had did. a virus in it too, and like they were shared. It was like the shared network for everybody for the entire fucking <laughs> the entire school. And I brought it down, and they were ne- they tried to bring it back, and every attempt that they did, that virus would just come out of hiding. <laughs> Oh and take goodness. it right back down and diploma in hand high school diploma in hand approached the principal and told him hey that was me <laughs> oh man was his head red <laughs> capillaries filling <laughs> all right oh man all right i'll Del, do it for this episode fro thank you for being here oh of course it's always a pleasure I, I know i always say we should do this again sometime and you know what we should Preferably before like six months to a year is up. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> There's um, clock is ticking. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here. And if uh, you who listened heard anything that uh, we were talking about that you uh, enjoyed that you want to leave f- feedback on, comments, questions, whatever the fuck, uh, hardlyfocus.com slash contact. You can go there. All right. And uh, for the rest of you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk at you next time. See ya, bye! Goodbye! Feminization may not have happened.